Hello, and welcome to another episode of Family Juggles. I am so glad that you are here and that you're able to tune in. I am so very thankful. So thank you so much for being here. I hope that everyone is having a good day and is looking forward to the weekend and spending some much needed family time or solo time or whatever you have going on this weekend. I hope it goes well. Uh, Let's see what we're doing this weekend. Tomorrow, we will have some friends over, which will be nice because usually either we're doing something or we're at home trying to catch up on stuff. But tomorrow should be fun. We are planning a game night and those can get competitive, especially my sister. If any of you guys have ever played a game with her, you know, she is ruthless. (laughs) It's quite funny to watch, actually, though. But anyway, so we have that going on tomorrow. I have a couple of baby photo shoots, which are my favorite. These are not newborns. They're older. They're like six months or nine months around there. So those are easier than the newborn photo shoots. I'm looking forward to doing those. We're going to be testing out a baby bathtub, which will look so adorable. So I'm super excited about that. Sunday, we are planning on tackling the disaster of our garage. I don't know who can relate to that, but that has become, we have like a little maze, like a little tunnel to get like to the fridge in there. And that's about it. Like I'm scared to like send the kids in there because I think something's going to fall on them. So it really, really needs some attention. And I think we're dedicated to knocking that out this weekend. So hopefully we can get rid of a bunch of crap because we're in this time. I don't know if you guys do this, but At the beginning of the year, I like to take some time to declutter and kind of get rid of things that I don't need, get rid of people I don't need, um, et cetera, et cetera. So this will hopefully go along with my plan and I can get some space in the garage. I'm not sure what I want to do with that space in the garage. I know Christian wants me to do my furniture stuff in there. And we've talked about maybe doing like a little gym area. So who knows? Who knows how much space we'll have? Those are my plans for the weekend. Nothing too crazy. The kids have spring break next week. They actually, which is really weird. I feel like these kids don't even go to school anymore. Anybody, anybody can relate to that? Like, uh, what are you doing off from school again today? So they don't have school. Today's Friday. They do not have school Friday. Then obviously the weekend, no school. And then they're on spring break all of next week. And then the week after, they have Monday off. So I will be with my children for 10 days. Pray for me. So let's see what we have planned. We are taking some time off, and we are going to go check out that water park in Round Rock, Kalahari. So the kids love water parks. I It's not my favorite thing to do, but I suck it up because I know that they like it. And, I, you know, they have so much fun. I, it's worth It's worth my misery for a little bit, but I am excited to try something that is not Great Wolf Lodge. Hopefully everyone will have a good time and it will be fun and great. I'm also planning to try to take them like on a hike or bowling or something, something different. So Alex, if you guys don't know, we have two corgis that are major shedders. If you do, if you didn't know that about a corgi, like we knew that they shed but we could literally make another, like a third dog with all the hair that they shed daily. So 
doesn't matter how many times I vacuum. It doesn't matter that we got a Roomba. There is hair everywhere. Like we do not let them go upstairs. They're not allowed in the bedrooms, but they are downstairs. So we do see quite a bit of hair downstairs. And Alex, my poor son, is allergic to dogs, cats, bees, grass, sun, everything. He's allergic to everything, literally. So we have been taking him to get allergy shots weekly for a year. And he just graduated, thank you, Jesus, monthly shots, which is going to be so nice because he, towards the end, I think they increased the dose. So he was starting to cry. And so this is like the first Saturday that we do not have to go do allergy shots. And it's going to be so fabulous. I am so thankful because it's kind of annoying. You go in, like literally they see you in 10 minutes, you get your shot, but then you got to wait. You got to wait 20 minutes to make sure you don't have any kind of reaction. And last time he, he, his arm like started to swell and it's crazy. But anyway, so it's going to be nice to kind of take that off the plate for a little bit. Although now we have brought on soccer, which is the whole thing too. So anyway, we're busy juggling the kids and their lives because that's really what we do. Just manage our children but everyone is well. We got to see Isabella last weekend. I had been married previously. I got married when I was 18. I don't recommend that, but I did. And I had Isabella when I was 21. And so I was pretty young and I got divorced. I think I was like 23 when we were divorced. Um, but anyway, so she kind of goes back and forth between her father's house and our house and all of last year, she pretty much stayed with us the whole year. And then this year, she is back in Austin. So we were up there last weekend, and we got to spend some time with her, which was nice. She's doing well. Everyone's pretty much doing well. I have two kids that are still pretty adamant about online learning. And then Alex, he's my only one that's in person. But, you know, I kind of worry that they are missing out on some valuable experiences. But Isabella is a sophomore. And since COVID, she's been online. So she hasn't gone back at all this sophomore year. And she only did one semester freshman year in person. And Sophia, kind of same thing. She's in middle school and hasn't even like stepped foot in middle school. So I worry that they're missing out on some like experiences, but they are very adamant that they do not want to be in person. So what do I do? You know, I can't, well, I guess I could force them, but I don't want to force them. And they seem to be thriving online. So maybe I won't worry about it too much, but I mean, parents, what are y'all doing? If your kids have a choice, like for Alex, it was like a no brainer because he cannot do online. That kid would fall asleep. He just is not meant to be sitting in front of a computer learning. That's just not the way he works. So for him, it was a pretty easy choice. But then the girls, they're older. They can do their work online. They want to do their work online. Do I just let that go? I don't know. I don't know. Thoughts, anybody? Feel free to message me and tell me if I'm parenting all wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you can tell me what you think. So I guess for now, I'm not really going to push the subject, but we'll see. Oh, I feel like so much has happened since I last came on. It has been crazy. I don't know if you guys remember last time I came on. It was right before we had that 
freeze in Texas where it literally snowed. My kids were so excited. And it was all fun and games until we lost power and water. And then it was just cold and miserable. So I hope that everyone survived that. We survived. We went to my sister's house, and luckily she never lost power or water. And it was kind of a staycation because the kids all got to play. But I know that a lot of people were not so lucky. I felt bad. I felt bad, especially for all my mom friends that have little babies. I was like, oh, the little baby's cold. We got through it. But anyway, I wanted to really talk about today. I keep seeing this theme come up amongst friends, even my kids, and even personally. And it just keeps popping up. And I don't know. If it's because people are making resolutions to be better or hang out with better people or what it is, but this phrase keeps getting tossed out there. Toxic people. What the heck does that even mean? What is a toxic person? I looked it up so I could give y'all a real definition. And it says here, a toxic person is anyone whose behavior adds negativity and upset to your life. Many times, people who are toxic are dealing with their own stresses and traumas. You always have to defend yourself to this person. You will never fully or you will never feel fully comfortable around them. You continuously feel bad about yourself in their presence. So I think that's a hardcore definition of a toxic person. And I don't know if I've ever, or recently I would say, experienced that. Part of being an adult is that you can make decisions on who you want to hang out with. And even a child, because Sophia, my daughter, was telling me that she had a ton of friends in elementary school. And she said, but I did notice that our last year in elementary school, they were just being real negative and I didn't want to hang out with them anymore because they were always complaining and being mean. And to me, that's the definition of a toxic person. And you don't want someone who brings you down in any way, shape or form, even if it's just feeling not like yourself, like you feel like this isn't right. And bravo, Sophia, for recognizing that and stopped hanging around them. She made new friends and she's more selective and super proud that she can recognize that and know that she doesn't like feeling like that and that she can move past that, right? But not everyone is so cut and dry about it. There are many circumstances. Personally, I have friends that are in relationships that are, you know, toxic and It's hard. It's hard to leave a toxic person, especially when you've built a life with them. So, you know, it's really, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing. But I did want to put out there that toxic people need certain things to survive. If this person is going to continue to be toxic, this is what they need. They need your attention. They need to know that They have your attention. And how do they do this? By doing things that you don't like or you don't agree with or make you uncomfortable. They're also looking for your reaction. How do you react to what they do? Do you get crazy mad? Do you explode? Do you want to get revenge? What is your reaction? 
And the last thing that they need to survive is your low self-esteem. They need to be in power. And the only way they will be in power is if you let them be in power because you feel so crappy about yourself that you give them that. So remember, this is what they need to survive. Your attention, your reaction, and your low self-esteem. So what are the things that toxic people fear the most? One is your silence. If they do something and you do not give them your attention, you don't react, it's whatever, they can't thrive on that. So if you do nothing, be the high person and do nothing, then it's great. Your indifference. When they do something and you don't say anything, you don't act a certain way, you don't care. They're not getting the attention that they want. They're not getting your reaction that they're looking for. And the third thing that they fear the most is you remembering who you are. No low self-esteem, you giving yourself the respect that you deserve. That is what they fear the most. So I personally have come across the situation throughout life, really, But as an adult, I find it harder. When you're a child, sometimes you have to put up with toxic people because you don't have a choice. But when you're an adult, I really feel that you can decide who you have in your life and who you want around you. And if these people are bringing you down or causing anxiety, why do you have to hang out with them? Even if it's a friend you've had for a long time. If you feel that it's not right and you feel kind of crummy every time you talk to them, why would you want to subject yourself to that, right? I mean, and sometimes it's not always so cut and dry. Sometimes it's family you have to cut out of your life. And that is hard because that is family. But you have to weigh your options. Is it, are you going to stick around toxic people just because you're related to them? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Or do you want to be better and do better and feel better because you're not surrounding yourself around these toxic people? So recently I had to make a choice about that. And for a long time, I sucked it up. I was like, look, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. I can handle it. But every time, every time I was around, you know, toxic people, I would just feel awful. I didn't like the feeling of you're not good enough, you can never compare, and just kind of feeling crummy, never feeling like you're good. It just wasn't right. And for a long time, I put up with it. I didn't have to see them often, so it wasn't very often that I had to put up with it. But then it got to a point where it's like, why do I have to put up with this at all? I'm a grown-ass woman. I do not have to feel like this. I don't know who needs to hear this. But someone needed to hear this because this keeps coming up. I have friends who just like got rid of boyfriends and best friends. I think for me, the hardest thing would be family to get rid of family. That is toxic. But you got to do what you got to do. You know, if you got to get rid of them, you got to get rid of them. Your mental state of mind is not worth the anxiety and anguish that being around toxic people is going to bring. So bravo to everyone who has gotten the courage to make a life-changing decision to free yourself from these toxic people, to do better, to be better, to be respected. 
that is the most liberating feeling in the world. Recently, the Meghan Markle interview with Prince Harry and Oprah came out, and that actually came out after I recorded this podcast, but I waited to upload it because I wanted to talk about that. It ties in with our toxic environment discussion that I was going with, and it was so interesting because it just goes to show that no matter what your situation looks like. These are their royals and they have to deal with toxic environments. They have to deal with toxic people. But I really wanted to applaud both Megan and Prince Harry for standing up for themselves. They acknowledged that there was a toxic environment there and that that was not something that they wanted to do. I came across this one post and it really resonated with me. I'm going to read it now. It says, Meghan Markle sets the bar for women and mothers. She knew she needed help, asked for it, then removed herself from a toxic environment. And her partner was right there with her, supporting her all the way through. This is what a true partnership and self-care look like even if you have to break tradition and rock the boat. So that to me really hit home for many different levels. But to me, you know, having the support of my spouse when I make these decisions, however difficult they are, has been so key to be able to get through this. I'm glad that we're in a place in our relationship where we can support one another, where we put each other and our feelings first, because that was not always the case. At the beginning of a relationship, you tend to defend certain people because you're related to them or because you're close to them or because you think they know them, but you can't really always justify what the other person is feeling. You don't even really know. So part of this partnership When having a relationship, it's taken many years for Christian and I to get there, to be able to put each other first and our feelings first, because we know that our family, and by our family, I mean my spouse and I and our children are number one. So it does not matter. It could be my mother, his mother, whatever. It doesn't matter. We have made the commitment to put our immediate family first and everything else is second. We love our family, we love our friends, but we know that if the other person raises concerns about not feeling, you know, comfortable or feeling just not right, the other person acknowledges them, accepts them, no questions asked, like it is what it is. And that is so important. And I think in order to get through it and to fight through having the support of someone that you really care about or someone who's really important to you is crucial. I'm super glad that Megan and Harry chose to talk about this and bring awareness because it doesn't really matter how high up the social ladder you are. They saw that they needed to get out and Megan was uncomfortable with the situation and he stepped right up and his priority, even though it's his family, his priority was his wife and child. And I think that's the way it should be. And major kudos for that. Something else that I wanted to bring up is that 
you know, sometimes there's feelings of guilt associated with leaving a toxic environment and turning your back on someone that you once really loved. You may feel guilty, but you shouldn't feel guilty. You have done nothing wrong by being asked to be treated right. So remember that you are able to forgive people in silence. No one says you have to walk around holding a grudge, forgive them so you can move on, but you can forgive people in silence and never speak to them again. And that is also a form of self-care. You have to put yourself first and you cannot feel guilty for doing nothing wrong. Humans should treat others the way they want to be treated. It says a lot about a person, the way they treat other people. So don't feel guilty for putting yourself first. Don't feel guilty for asking to be treated with basic human dignity. I want you to repeat this. It's okay to love some people from a distance. It's okay to outgrow relationships that no longer fit who I am. I don't have to force myself to be in a relationship with people who harmed me. I can take care of myself without allowing guilt to stop me. I don't have to fix people to show how much I care. It has been my experience that people, you can never change a person. You can try, you can do this, you can do that. You will never change a person. That change has to come from within the person and they have to want to do it. So don't beat yourself up saying, oh, well, maybe if I had done this, they would have reacted differently. No, this person, the change has to come from them. You can't fix people. If they don't want to change, they don't want to change and they're not going to change. You did what you had to do by putting yourself first, by demanding respect and to be treated right. So there's no reason why you can't forgive someone in silence, why you can't just walk away, you outgrew the relationship, you're better than that. So there you have it. Toxic environments, toxic people. Everyone knows them, everyone has them. What are you gonna do about it? I will get off my hot box, but know this. If you are in any kind of toxic relationship or environment, Remember what they fear the most, your silence, your indifference, and you remembering who the fudge you are. All right, guys, until next time, don't struggle with the juggle.